super quick, just wanted to let you know that this episode was actually recorded back in January before the whole pandemic thing happened. It's a great episode. I didn't want to not publish it, but I wanted to give you a little context since most of the rest of the season was recorded after the pandemic started. But I wanted to share it with you because I think that it gives a little bit more context to where I started the year. It'll share my journey a little bit more, and I think you're going to find it really useful. So enjoy. It's every online business owner's dream to have an evergreen funnel that creates a steady stream of income year-round without having to launch. Like, am I right? How awesome would it be to have, you know, a masterclass or a webinar that you can send people to using Facebook ads that you know, no matter how much money you're spending on ads, you're going to be profitable on the back end. So you just keep pumping people through it, keep making money, right? Sounds amazing. And it does sound amazing. And I know tons of people who do this successfully. And so I decided this year to make the leap to Evergreen. If you want to know why, you can listen to the last episode that I did where I talk about why I decided to make this shift. But in this episode, I want to share with you the three things that I wish I had known before I had dove in and started creating my evergreen funnel so that hopefully you can avoid these mistakes that I made and you will have results much faster than I did. So let's dive right in. I'm Jamie M. Swanson, and this is my personal brand journey, the podcast for successful entrepreneurs and influencers who want to scale their business by growing their own personal brand. So let's dive right in. So when I'm approaching something new in my business, I really take the stance of emulate before you innovate. And I'm not sure whoever coined that phrase. It wasn't me. I know I've heard it from Stu McLaren and others. But I really like to take something that I know has worked for lots of people and try it. And once, you know, I give it a go and I've used their structure, then I can start to think about how I want to innovate it to fit who I am as a business owner better. So when it came to doing evergreen stuff, that's what I decided I wanted to do. And I decided to start with um, Andre Chaperone. I don't know if you know who he is, but he has this great product called Sphere of Influence. And um, he he's just a really master copywriter and really gets the psychology behind how a lot of how people make decisions. And he has this course called Sphere of Influence that really helps um helps you create um, beliefs in people to help them get to where they need to be to see if this is a good fit for them or not. And so I thought I would give that a try because his um, his email course worked really, really, everything I've done of his has just like knocked it out of the park. Guy's brilliant. He's not super well known. Um, like he's known in small circles. He's kind of been around for years and years and years and isn't, isn't one to grow a big personal brand. He kind of likes his quiet life. And so... Um, yeah, he's known he's known by a certain circle of people, but not everybody. Anyways, getting ahead of myself. So I um, purchased his Sphere of Influence course, and it was phenomenal. It was bloated. Sorry, Andre, if you're listening to this. But it was great content and great information. It just took forever to get through all of it. And so he's really heavy in writing because that he doesn't he doesn't really do video. And um, so 
it's written, which is great. So I wrote this, um, what does he call it? A pre-sell site or whatever it is. It's basically a five-part in-depth series on what personal brand photography is, why why they should be doing it, why you should be doing it if you're a photographer or, you know, um, if you're not a photographer, that's totally cool. This is actually a podcast more for entrepreneurs, so it's cool, whatever. But um, you can check it out. And it basically went through all these different belief systems and um, it was great. It was like this beautiful piece of content that was super helpful. It helped people see what their steps should be to break into it, some of the things they need to know in terms of how it's different from portrait photography, and just all the stuff. Really fantastic guide. Put that on my site and um, have gotten some really great feedback from it. However, uh, it just was not growing fast enough. And I got a few sales from it, but um, I was I was struggling with um, getting enough people through. And there was a few things that I knew needed to be changed that were pretty big. Like I put in some places, there was just too much where I need to like go back and edit. And while I was thinking about all this stuff and testing things out, uh, and I'm kind of giving you my journey before I give you the three things I would change. But my buddy Levi, uh, who has this phenomenally profitable evergreen funnel that uh, feeds his guitar membership, he kind of made an offhanded comment to me that I don't, it wasn't like a, I don't think he was thinking much about it, but he just kind of said, yeah, you know, you're probably going to, you're probably going to figure out that a webinar is best for you because it's more personal. Like this writing is great, but you lose your personality. And it was just like, oh my gosh, of course, like, of course I need video because if I'm sending people who don't know me to this, it's just information. Like they don't have that personal connection in the writing in the same way they would if they have video. Okay. So that was like, okay, well, we'll just let this sit here. We'll use this for people who, you know, want to learn more about it. It's still really phenomenal content, but I'm not going to worry about optimizing that right now. Okay. So, um, so next I was like, okay, well, let me, let me create a webinar or a masterclass. I don't, I hate the term webinar cause it's so, it's been so abused by people. And I, I feel like a lot of webinars out there aren't very content heavy. And so I like to call them masterclasses because when I, when I ask people to show up for a masterclass, like, or webinar, technically it's the same thing. Uh, I give them serious content with very uh, meaty, like, instructions on how to make this part of their business. Like I want them to be able to leave a webinar feeling like they got a phenomenal value, whether or not they decided to purchase, you know, help from me through my course or whatever it is that I'm selling through them. So, um, so I call it a a masterclass and I was going to do basically what I've done for the 1k weekend, but condense it and, you know, talk about why people should pivot into personal brand photography, what it is, and then teach them how to get their first couple of clients using the 1K Weekend method and customize it, whatever. But I was looking through um, my Facebook group and I, we collect a lot of data when people come into the group. And you can go back um, from season one. I talk about um, the questions that I ask in uh, when people join my Facebook group to and how I use that in my business because it really changes everything when you know the exact um, like the exact words that people are using to uh, you know to explain their problems and if you can use those exact words in your marketing then it really resonates and so when they joined my group I asked them what's your biggest problem and so I went back and was looking at this and it wasn't like you know learning what personal brand photography is it was pricing I kept seeing over and over and over how do I price personal brand photography 
So instead of going down the 1K weekend route, um, now that personal brand photography is becoming much more known in my industry, I thought, okay, well, maybe, maybe my market's a little more advanced than it's been. We'll do a pricing thing. And so I put together this pricing masterclass and I put up a post in my Facebook group and I just said, hey, anyone who wants to come, let's do this. Had two, 300 people go through it and it worked phenomenally well. People love the content, sold a bunch of the course and I was excited. I'm like, dude, this is great because I'm getting sales. Like people are coming in, they can, they can watch the, I do live rebroadcast. So it, based on their time zone, it'll stream it at a specific time. And so they can go and sign up and watch. And, um, and it was, it was making sales. So I was like, all right, this is great. But I, I wanted more people to get through it than just two to 300 people. I'm like, okay, now, time, now it's time for me to go out and see if people outside of my group, see if people outside of my email list are also going to buy it. And that's where things broke down a little bit. So my group, it, it was great. It converted super well. People love the content. Outside of that, I just was not seeing the same results. Like I was getting, the difference was like a 12% conversion rate from people who were going through it in my group versus like a half a percent to 1% conversion rate from people who hadn't been in my group and, you know, we're going through it. And I just did a straight up Facebook ad to, to a lookalike audience for those of you who get really geeky about this stuff. Um, but basically, I, and I was retargeting people who had watched our videos as well. So it was a somewhat warm to cold audience and it just was not converting nearly as well. And so, um, so I was starting to think about how I could, um, fix that. But, um, before I did that, I had been getting a bunch of people asking about the 1K weekend and if I was going to be doing it again. And so if you haven't heard about the 1K weekend season one, it's all over the place. Go back to the episodes about challenges and how to run a challenge. And I break down the exact way that I do it. But basically, I tell photographers what to say and do to book their first two clients and make $1,000 in a weekend so that they have the funds they need to take, like get buy access to my story session system, which is like a full step-by-step system for how to break into personal brand photography and um, get recurring income with clients they work with month after month over and over again. It's really awesome. Works great for people. Um, and it, the the whole 1K weekend thing has been great. I mean, I've that's been phenomenal in my launches, been very successful, but it was a little broken. And I talked about that in the last episode in that Facebook made some changes where um, if you put the exact same thing up as somebody else, they're just not going to show it to people. And so I came up like, I, I, I finally had this like, like eureka moment, that light bulb moment where I realized some of the changes we could make to the 1K weekend process so we could get around the duplicate content issue. And so I wanted to try that with a small group of people who've been asking for it. And so I, um, so I basically, I created a mini version of the 1K weekend. So instead of doing three videos that were all an hour long, I did one video that was an hour long with just the process for the 1K weekend. And then for anybody who actually did the 1K weekend and posted the script, I did a follow-up bonus training that was how to take these 1K weekend clients that they had just booked or any one-time clients that they booked and um, what to do to help convert them into recurring clients at their full prices. And so super valuable training. And at the end of that, I said, if you want to, you know, join the course, you can do it. And, you know, it was super non-pushy, whatever. And that worked <laughs> well for the people who did it. It worked really well. But I just have not taken the time yet to automate that funnel. 
we did it um, quasi live over a few weeks because it was over the Christmas season and it was travel and it was kind of a mess. Let's just call it a mess because that's what it was. Okay. So um, now that you have the background, here's the things that I would do differently. Um, and basically where I'm at right now, because I've got three different assets, one written that just doesn't convey my personality very well. And it gets me a sale here or there, but not a lot. Two is this pricing masterclass that converts phenomenally well when people are warm, but not really at all, not profitably when they're cold or lukewarm. And then um, I've got this 1K weekend that has worked, again, with warm audiences, but I don't even have that automated yet. Okay. So it's, it's been a little bit like throwing spaghetti against the ceiling and hoping a piece of it sticks. So, um, it's just funny. So I'm still on this journey, like straight up and it's been months, months. The stuff does not happen quickly. Just so you know. Okay. So here's the first thing that I wish I had done differently is one, I wish I had stuck to video from the very beginning because while my written content is really fantastic and it's like, it's really good. You can go check it out, personalbrandphotography.com if you want to read it. That's like the first of five like sequential pages. Um, it works really well, but it doesn't it doesn't have me in it. Like there's just not me. It's just written. And my audience and my market is so saturated that just straight up written info does not command attention anymore. And if you don't have attention, you, you, you've got nothing like really, literally, truly nothing. So now I'm using that. I decided to use that more kind of as a primer before, uh, sending people to webinars or masterclasses or whatever, cause it's really great. Or when people join my group, I send them there so they can kind of learn what things are about if they don't know what's, what personal brand photography is. And so it's getting a little traffic and it does get a few sales here or there, but, um, yeah, so that so that's the first thing is I wish I would have stuck to video because dude, I'm trying to grow a personal brand. Of course I want it to be personal and video is just so much more personal than the written word. Now they can complement each other, but yeah. So that's the first thing. I wish I wouldn't have spent like those six weeks writing that content. I mean, it is good content, but it, lots of research in it, lots of stats, lots of outside resources to validate what I'm sharing, but it just took forever and it really didn't move the needle because not enough of me in it. Shocker. I know, right? All right. So the second thing is that I should have just picked one thing, not three things, but one thing and just stuck with it and gone all in and tested the snot out of it before worrying about anything else. Because what would happen is I get a little momentum on one thing and then instead of sticking with that and keeping moving with that, I was jumping to another and saying, oh, well, this is written. You know, I should have more personality. So I'll go do this, this master class. And oh, that works great for my warm audiences. So then I started testing cold. Oh, that's not working. Instead of jumping to the 1K weekend, what I should have done is suck there and really stuck with figuring out how to warm people up adequately before getting them into the webinar. Okay. Which um, leads me to my third thing that I wish I had... Uh, known before creating an evergreen funnel and thought about was this warming up of traffic piece. You know, gone are the days when you can just put up a random Facebook ad to anybody and they'll go to a webinar and they'll automatically buy, especially if it's a product that's $2,000. Okay. Now, um, you know, it would be really nice if you could do that, but the higher the price point on your um, offer, the 
the more you need to warm them up. In fact, Caitlin Batcher, I saw this recently. She helps people do evergreen funnels. I haven't, I haven't been through her course. I have a few friends who've been through it who said it's great, but, um, and, and have been in like her high end programs and whatever else. But, um, she put this thing in her group recently that said that, uh, people should be 70% ready to buy your product before they ever get to a masterclass or a webinar with your offer in it. And that has stuck with me. It's just a couple of weeks ago that I saw that. So thank you, Caitlin. And um, it really has made me think a lot about what I want to do to warm my people up. And looking back, what I realized was as I was emulating all these people, remember I said I emulate before I innovate and I use other people's structures and things first, all of the structures I was following relied on Facebook ads to warm people up sending them to videos that are Facebook ads, sending them to written content. None of them talked about sending people to a group. And where I shine is in nurturing community and getting people engaged in a group. Like that is always what I've used during launches. That is always where I shine the most. I mean, even when I tested these webinars and these master club, whatever you want to call them, my group converted at like 12%, like 12% of the people who signed up bought the product. That's huge. Like that's huge. And so like why I didn't think about that as a traffic source from the beginning was really frustrating. And so basically, right now, my goal is going to be getting people not to go to the webinar, but to sign up for my group, and then having an intentional path for them to follow once they get in the group to really start warming up to know who I am, to really understand what personal brand photography is, what I offer, and why I'm different from all the other educators out there. Like Iris really feel like I shine within a Facebook group and it's already working. Like it's proven to work. So instead of trying to grow traffic to a webinar, uh, I want to grow traffic to my group. Uh, Case in point, I'm not running like traffic. I'm not running ads to get traffic to my webinars right now, but I'm getting sales from people who are joining my group. I had somebody who joined the group two days ago who turned around and bought immediately coming through my group and going through the welcome post and the little path that I have for them there. And so part of me is just like, Ugh, I did what they said to do and it didn't work. But it wasn't because what they said was wrong because maybe it works for them, but it's wrong for me and my audience. And it's what I do really well, I was ignoring altogether. Like I was totally ignoring the group stuff. And so I'm going to be leaning forward into that. I really think groups are a great way to engage people. And I really wish I had thought a little harder about where my buyers tend to come from, like and from a launch. Because from a launch, it's the people who join the group and do the challenge. Not just do the challenge, but also get really engaged in the group at the same time. And so, and it's not email. Like I can grow my email list huge, but email is not as engaging as a Facebook group. So, um, so going forward, I'm definitely like literally my next steps are to, um, create, create a Facebook video that's going to push people into my group and really start, um, focusing on running ads to get people into my group. That's going to be, as a geeky person might say, the top of my funnel and getting people through that way. So. All right. So final thing that I just want to tell you, if you are on this evergreen journey and you're frustrated and, uh, you know, it's not working for you, like, uh, well, hopefully you learned something from this little 
episode here, but, um, stay focused. Don't do like a bajillion things. Okay. Bring your personality in and leverage your strengths. Those are the three things that I wish I would have leaned into more at the beginning. I really do believe this is going to work because I've seen it working um, on people who go through my group. So going to focus on getting people into my group. But you need to know too that part of the evergreen struggle is that it's not always obvious like what you should do next. And it's not always easy at first. So you just kind of need to get something out there get some data on it and then start testing. And I've seen this with a couple of friends of mine who are going through the evergreen process right now. Um, you know, sometimes it's just one little tweak, one little change, and then everything explodes and it all falls into place and it starts to work. But until then, you just keep tweaking, you keep playing, you keep testing, you keep looking at the data, definitely look at your numbers. And move forward from there. And so, you know, I could have very easily given up on this and said, oh gosh, this isn't going to work, you know, whatever. But I I know we're close. I know we're close. And I'm really, really um, confident that this is going to be working really great. I just need to lean into what I already know. So I will keep you guys updated. I just wanted to give you a little update on what I've been... This is like everything I've been focused on for the last several months. And um, I really wish I would have known those things coming into it because I think right now I'd be in a totally different place. Um, It hasn't been a complete failure. It just isn't growing as fast as I wanted it to. But um, I'm... Man, I'm really excited about where this will go once I start ramping it up. But I'm on that traffic phase and getting them warmed up. And so if you're struggling and maybe that's where you need to focus or maybe you know, maybe one of these other three things will help you out there. So if you are evergreening, this is, this is all a process for me. I uh, would love to hear your thoughts. If you have them, uh, send me a message on Instagram, Jamie M. Swanson. You could just at Jamie M. Swanson. I uh, would love to hear any thoughts you had. Would love to have a conversation with you about how your evergreen stuff is growing. So hit me up there and let's have a little chat. Can't wait to hear from you and we'll catch you in the next episode. Bye. Hey, real quick before you go, number one, if you thought this episode was helpful and you know somebody personally that would enjoy it, would you send them a link to it? That would be super awesome. But second, if you enjoyed it, I also have a private podcast just for my email subscribers that I think you would really love. Now, you can listen to it on the same podcast player, just like you are this current podcast, but it's only accessible through a unique link that I will send to you via email. Now, this is the behind the scenes look at what I'm doing in my business. It's literally my thoughts about my business casually as I'm thinking about it. So it's not after I've done a bunch of stuff and I've distilled it down to a couple of points and I'm sharing, you know, just the highlights with you. Like this is the stuff in the moment that's working, that's not. Um, I have an episode in there that's all about the problems with my offer, I have things that I've been thinking about in terms of messaging and just all sorts of stuff that's going through my brain as I'm growing this business. And I'd love to share it with you. So if you would like to listen, all you need to do is go to gettheprivatepodcast.com, enter your name and your email, and I will send it right over to you. You'll get an email with a link that is yours. You can't share it with other people. It won't work for them, but it will work for you. And I know that you are going to love it. You just got to click the link, follow the podcast on your favorite podcast player, 
and away you go. You'll be automatically updated when there's new episodes. So hope to see you on the private podcast. Again, that is getthepodcast.com. And have a great day. Thanks for listening.